Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. Yeah, I'm putting together a show, and I need a star. You want people to laugh at me? Well, they're laughing anyway, kids, so might as well get paid. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales, the week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes, all on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. Strength, fearless, climbing, speed, boomerang, smoldering intensity. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Since it's on the agenda, since it's what we do each and every week, since it is sponsored, we must, of course, officially launch the movie show today with the movie show preview. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. Oh, the big movie. Steve and I have just been railing on Uncharted. This makes Clive Cussler's Sahara look wonderful and sophisticated. Or it, Racing the Titanic, oh, believable. Oh, yeah, really. It, it, it makes Indiana Jones, which it kind of wants to be, it makes Indiana Jones look like an official, factually perfected National Geographic documentary. <laughs> I mean, this is Lebed Cinema, Uncharted. So there you've got pretty much the review. Yeah, although you could put it under, I, I thought... You know, how preposterous Moonfall was the week before. Oh, and I thought, oh. oh, wait, no, apparently not. Apparently not. They have topped Moonfall. There are all kinds of things that apparently these filmmakers do Although, not understand, like I, dry rot, Some people came gold. up to me and said, wasn't that fun? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was angry at the end. I was, it, was, it got so stupid and ludicrous. At the end when the sh- oh, well, anyway. See, it, I, my approach was more laughter. Oh, you took. A, I was you irritated. Took a f- offense. Yeah, I bought my tickets. Oh, that that's. We're si- D and I are sitting there. It's over two hours long. What, yeah. What's it? two hours twenty minutes? Oh my goodness! And I'm just sitting there going, "Shoot me now!" So anyway, okay. Well, they could have just pushed you out of the cargo hold they, of they, the airplane. They, they could have, or I could have just picked up a sack of gold with my pinky, which that that always drives me nuts. By Filmmakers do not oh, understand. Gold is heavy. They do not understand how much gold weighs. Like a whole sack of gold. You know, I just never mind. Okay, dog. We're going to talk about that. That was kind of an interesting movie. You know, it. Well, it I thought I, it was it was awkward but cute. Yeah, because at first, to tell you the truth, I was just going, "Wow, where is this going?" And it. But yeah, I I, I came around on this. Worst person in the world. Yes. Have you seen that one? No, I have not seen this. Wow, what a movie. I really? mean, this one is a thinking person's... It's like, if you lived in today's world, how do you go about deciding what you're going to do with your life if you have so many options? Thinking about the old days with 
mom became a mom or right. she was this or that or the other. Everything was just sort of pigeonholed. What, and dad drove a Buick and worked for the insurance company? Exactly. Yeah. In this case, the woman's just like, well, maybe I want to be a doctor. No, maybe I want to be a pharmacist. No. It's just kind of watching her go through these different turmoils in her life, and it's really pretty well done. Okay. In the fact, worst person is, in the world. This is a really, really excellent film. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We were just enthralled by Stephen's description of this, especially the bus scene. Well, here's the thing, though. I've never, I'm not a fan of slasher movies, but for some reason, they did this one well, if that's possible. Uh huh. I mean, I, you I said you were so- laughing a lot in a lot of really weird movies, like Uncharted and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Have yeah. you been? Have you got nitrous oxide? I, I that would help, probably, but. No, I just thought the cinematography in it was really okay. good. And I was actually kept, I was shocked by how much I appreciated what they were trying to do. Really? Yeah. Appreciated it, the art of the chainsaw. Exactly. It's not uh-huh. all just chainsaw. Uh-huh. He, he has other things. A lot of soliloquies. Again, doesn't want to from... be pigeonholed into uh-huh. just a chainsaw guy. Okay. Well, I'm glad he's expanding. Yes. You know, pretty soon. You know, what, is he taking up, you know... You know. Macrame. <laughs> yeah, he's he's working in needlepoint. No, now. but he has a reason this time. Okay. Oh well, of course. They, has, do you mean before the killing has just been frivolous? Now he has purpose. Oh, they did something to him. He's like, uh oh, that's oh, not, no. this is not going to go well. So he's ticked and off. And it's a bunch of influencers. So it's a bunch of snotty kids. Influencers. Yes. Okay. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I'm my. so looking forward to that. Have you seen it? I the, have the second first two episodes really? of the new season. Yeah. The first episode will make you remember how much you love yeah. this show. They have a scene on Wonder Wheel at Coney Island yeah. where they're all yelling at each other from different and other people are like, Hey, shut up. We're trying to enjoy the ride. <laughs> and the family, you know, dad, mom, uh, Maisel, the husband, they're all on this Ferris wheel turning and it's a brilliant scene okay i am so excited to just... we've been anxious for this to come back yes. and uh lincoln's dilemma we'll be talking did about you, that did as you well. see any of that? no i'm oh, going to catch up man. on that that's my purpose for living this weekend you know what we all talk about sometimes things are complicated right and absolutely perfectly describes lincoln's situation here and i know what a fan you are yeah. of his you know of his life but wow this four-part series on Apple uh, TV Plus. The Movie Show. Your little girlfriend gave me the stink eye in art class yesterday. Katrina's not my girlfriend, all right? And I doubt that she gave you the stink eye. That's just the way her face looks, you know? That's just her face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, so let's do the big movie of the week. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. Okay, let's get a little sound from this amazing movie called Uncharted. There are places out there you can't find on any map. They're not gone. They're just lost. Who the hell is this? I'm a friend of Sully's. Sully doesn't have any friends. I should know I'm one of them. Everything in here. Why the map? This path for Magellan took to sail around the world. The biggest treasure that's never been found. I think you're here because you're your brother. We find that gold. We find him too. 
Oh, when you look at the cast here, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, Sophia Ali. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. There are some amazing things. And, you know, I thought the initial setup wasn't all that bad. We have these two orphans and, you know, they've lost their parents and they've, they've got an adventurous spirit. They are proud of the fact that they are descendants of, you know, Francis Drake himself. And, and then it just careens off the rails as you know the, the, this kid his brother leaves because he's in big trouble and he leaves and he, he gets these postcards from all over the world and so you know one day he, he he always thinks about it but then mark Wahlberg shows up he's a bartender it's a little reminiscent of the uh, good old days with tom cruise yeah. you know when cocktail he's down there doing the hippie kokomo, hippie shake kokomo thing but Wahlberg shows up and he knows a lot, you know, and he's kind of manipulating him and lures him in, steals the little thing. So he has to come to his house and we see kind of the gifts and skills of these two rather interesting. I don't know whether you're con, con, men. con men or thieves or whatever. Anyway, they do team up. And the idea is there are these crosses that are the keys to finding the treasure. That's all I'm going to say. This just becomes a big odyssey. They're hopping all over the world. It's got some of those old school movie things where you see the plane flying and the red line behind it. Yeah, like Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly, because it wants to be Indiana Jones, and it's not by a long, long shot. You know, I I made the notes a little earlier as we're going through. I mean, you know, at least in Indiana Jones, when they're trying to find you in the Last Crusade and so on, you know, they, they time when they're going to try to break into something so it's with the chime of a bell or somebody stamping in the library. Oh, yeah. It makes some sense. This makes no sense. Creative, you mean. You know, there's, there's one little surly nun that gives them a glower. And other than that, they have free reign of the cathedral. They have free reign of the plaza. They have free reign of the city. There are no cops. There's no security. There's no enforcement. It is absolutely ludicrous. And, you know, honestly, the the... Things that don't make sense when they finally do discover Magellan's gold. And, oh, yes, they do. Oh, my goodness. It is just ridiculous. <laughs> well, uh, th- yeah, you're right. You mentioned Indiana Jones. Uh, this also wants to be Tomb Raider. It also has a little Goonies in it that it wants to throw in some pirate ship stuff, yep. uh, which I th- kept thinking, they're going through all this trouble, and yet there it is right there. You know, there's a giant cave. Nobody's ever gone in that cave and looked around. I mean, everything about this just seems so preposterous. I even didn't, I mean, the whole cargo plane, you know, and hanging on for dear life and literally jumping through the air forward. Oh, I know. Yeah, which would be impossible. impossible. So, yeah. I know. The frustration level is very high here. I gave it a C only because... Uh, it's a popcorn movie, like, you know, this is yep. check your brain at the door thing. Oh, but you really but have to It's hear. just too much. Yeah, it is way too much. Overblown, over-the-top, ridiculous. But, you know, again, as Steve said, if you're willing to check your brain at the door and just, you know, eat popcorn and drink Diet Coke, you know, you're going to be fine. Stare at shiny objects moving yeah, around this, quickly. This is a two-star movie. 
unbelievable yeah. with the kind of talent. PG-13, though. Yeah, PG-13. The Movie Show. You could just write your own rules, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Uh, tis the Movie Show here at KSL News Radio. It's a Friday, and we've got a lot of territory to cover on the uh, movie show today and a lot of movies to talk about. We've got interesting movie news, including a sad note. We'll talk about this, the death of Ivan Reitman. Oh, yeah. You know, you think of the Oh, man, his movies, they're just iconic in the 80s and 90s. They, they, they truly are. So we'll talk about that. But we're delighted right now to have our friend Marshall Moore who is joining us. And we've known Marshall in so many different capacities. We've talked yeah. with him when he was the big kahuna of the uh, Film Commission. We've talked with him at the Utah Film Studios. He's helped facilitate our remote broadcasts and so on. And now we are very pleased to be talking with uh, Marshall about what we used to uh, say was the LDS Film Festival. Marshall, welcome to the movie show. Well, well, thank you, and it, it still is the LDS Film Festival, at least for this year. <laughs> right, <laughs> for this year. But yeah. you got you got to tell us about the name change for next year. Yeah, you know, after consulting with our, our very experienced board of directors, doing some surveys, and, and then, uh, uh, you know, reaching out to filmmakers, uh, it, it was time. It was time to make a change, and, you know, we, we've... This this will be our first festival coming up, uh, uh, March second through fifth. So it'll be the first time we've run it. But but you know what we learned from the filmmakers was it was time for a change because the scope had gotten so narrow on only believing that LDS uh, film and LDS filmmakers were allowed to submit to the festival. So there'll be a name change. We'll announce it formally at the award show. But uh, we're moving towards uh, the name Zion uh, Film Festival for 2023. All right, Zion Film Festival. Interesting. You know, we, I, I was reflecting as anticipating our conversation today of some of the movies that uh, we saw this past year, and I think Steve will agree with me on this. There were two that just kind of blew me away. One was Bright Spark, and the, <laughs> the other one yeah. was Faith, Hope, and Love. I, I think we saw, you know, we've seen some great cinema, We've seen war movies. We've seen missionary experiences. We've seen some, some. We've seen some fun stuff too. You know, just things that are really funny, kind of gently in a very kind way, poking a little fun. I liked once I was a beehive. There've been some really good. Yeah. But this year, there really seemed to be a, uh, a a turn in some of the films where some real interesting and even tough issues are being discussed. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, the submissions as they were coming in and we were watching them, uh, it was different. It felt it felt a little different from things I've been used to seeing at the festival and uh, throughout the years. And uh, Bright Spark is no exception. Um, I know you, you've seen it and you've reviewed it and talked about it. And, and that's certainly one the, that we are looking forward to showing at the LDS Film Festival this year, along with a few others. Uh, there's another short documentary called uh, Redeemed, the Sioni Havili story. Which is, a, you know, tells the story of a young man who went on his mission, had to get called home from his mission to face uh, some criminal charges, and then how he recovered from all that to now serve in the church. So, you know, like you said, the, the stories are, are, are maybe a little tougher, 
but uh, you know they still stick to what the festival is all about is you know redemption, faith, hope, family, uh, all those elements are still there. Yeah, absolutely. I I just thought this year, and, and maybe it's because of the era, the times we're in, the difficulties, the division we're seeing in societies, uh, you know, many of the, the turbulence, as it were. And I, I really thought we saw some really, really good stuff. Let's uh, talk about the festival itself and exactly sure. where it will be and how people can gain access. Yeah, so uh, we're right back where it's been for the last 18 years or so at the Sierra Center in Orem. It'll run uh, March 2nd through 5th with an opening night of just one film, which we will show the film, uh, the feature-length documentary Waterman, which tells the story of former Olympian and father of surfing, uh, Duke, Duke Kahanamoko. Um, and, and I believe you're going to talk to the producers about that movie next week, but it does have a local connection. Uh, producer from Woodland, uh, Chet Thomas, and the director is Isaac Halasima, also from, from Utah. And part of it was actually filmed here. Some of the dramatizations were filmed in Utah as well, but it's mostly archival footage. So that's pretty exciting. People can get tickets at LDSFilmFest.com, uh, and it runs you know through, through Saturday, March 5th. And in between, there's a series of feature films, documentary shorts, documentary features, music videos. Um, we're bringing back a few few films that were on the big screen already but missed the festival deadline last year like mission stories and once i was engaged oh interesting interesting so next year when uh, it dawns a, a new name and of course you know we have another year of uh, cinema in the rearview mirror what do you anticipate with the name change and will the 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 basic festival itself the spirit of the festival remain pretty much the same it will. And, you know, Zion's an interesting word. You know, it, it, it can be defined in many different ways. But one of the definitions we picked out that we loved was gathering place. So it's a gathering place for, for all people like the attendees of the festival, the filmmakers. And so but what we're hoping also as well, we noticed even though we received a large number of submissions this year, the number of feature films was way down. Uh, we only had a handful of feature film submissions, but almost double what we we're seeing in, in documentaries and, and short films. But what we're, what we're hoping is that members of all faiths that have the same values and the same thoughts uh, will, will submit and not be limited to thinking they can't submit, which we learned was an issue where people were afraid to submit their film because it said LDS uh, film festival. We're not right. ashamed of that, you know, but, we had to broaden the scope a little bit to people who wanted to submit that maybe we're holding back. Right. I, I think that makes so much sense. And it's interesting how the, the word Zion or Zion, as uh, we've yeah. seen it referred to in some of the, uh, the movies out there, the matrix and so on, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, uh, a more inclusive name than just gathering here in Salt Lake city or back in Jackson County. Right. Yeah, it is. And I, I think, you know, across the board, everybody loved the name choice. We looked at a lot of different names and, and tried to move some forward. But we we always kept coming back to uh, Zion uh, Film Festival because it also represents uh, Utah. You know, when you think of Zion, sure. you think of of Utah, and that's where the festival is. It's held right here at uh, in Orem. Let's talk a, a little bit, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll go uh, off topic of the festival itself because – 
uh, you have been so accommodating and have helped us uh, innumerable times to uh, enjoy the Utah Film Studios, do broadcasts up there, and in light of the departure uh, several years ago of uh, Yellowstone, what's the what's the status? What's going on right now at the Utah Film Studios just there on the outskirts of Park City? Well, it's been a little tough sledding since Yellowstone left, as you can imagine. We went from having a, a series that was occupied our building for 1,200 consecutive days, three seasons of, of the show, uh, Yellowstone, not only filming at the studio, but in locations all around in a lot of our rural counties. And and uh, they, they, they made great use of, of the locations. Since then, uh, since they moved out in uh, 2020, um, it's, been, it's been a lot different. It's been like a series of one-offs, kind of like we were before Yellowstone, where you move in a a production and then you move out of production, you know, right. a few weeks later or a, a, a couple of months later. So, but we've had some great shows there. Like the Food Network has been there most recently uh, filming their shows, uh, Holiday Wars and Halloween Wars. So that was great for us. But they come and then within seven weeks, they're back out. So that's right. why a series uh, is so important to the state and to Utah Film Studios. Yeah, it's always nice. Any landlord knows this. It's nice to have a long term stable. Oh, yeah tenant you know it makes makes a huge difference i've i've got to ask you know we talked with virginia pierce last week about kevin costner wanting to come back to utah make a a movie again and uh is anything being uh discussed in that arena without giving away any trade secrets sure you know i've had discussions with them because there's some players that were involved in yellowstone the line producer uh, yellowstone is is also producing horizon so we've maintained a friendship since then, and we're in discussions. We don't know how much could potentially be done at Utah Film Studios. We just know we want to get those that trilogy and even more movies to the state first. And once we get it to the state, then they can figure out what, what their needs are, whether it's locations or set builds at, at our studio. But, yes, we've been in discussions uh, with them. Nothing firm yet, and, of course, they're waiting to see the outcome of Senate Bill 49, which right. is circulating through the legislature right now and has passed the Senate and is now waiting to go into a House committee. So if that passes, we will we will get Horizon and Kevin Costner back back to the state. Boy, wouldn't that be cool? And then, you know, there's word out now of a another uh, Yellowstone spinoff that will take place hmm. in the uh, Depression era, 1932, again, tracing the uh, roots of the Dutton family there. And, boy, I, that would be nice if that opened some doors as well. Well, I mean, there's always hope when a production is looking for a home and that, that we're in the mix, in the conversation, because yeah. they already have, you know, history here. And so a show like that is there for the taking, but we have to be able to have the right rebate or incentive in place uh, to do that. And, it, and really, it is just a rebate. You know, they spend all the money first, create the jobs. Uh, hire our local vendors and actors and actresses, and we don't pay them anything back. We just say thank you. Uh, here's 20 or 25 cents back on each dollar that you've already spent. Yeah. And we're talking millions, uh, multiple millions of dollars on each season of these shows. Like Yellowstone was leaving $27 million a year average uh, making 10 episodes uh, per season. 
Yeah, it, it 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 truly is an amazing investment, and and the overall, I mean, we can measure those dollars coming back in, but the impact on the state, reputation wise, publicity wise, and everything else is just beyond measure. Marshall, remind us again, you know, how people can get more information on the LDS Film Festival, soon to be the Zion Film Festival, and uh, just the pertinent information. Yeah, sure. I also wanted to mention that in addition to the films, there'll be a series of workshops on uh, Friday, March fourth, and Saturday, March. March 5th, and, and the commish, Virginia Pierce, she will be doing one of those workshops and give us a state of the industry. But yes, the festival runs March 2nd uh, through 5th, so it's coming right up. Uh, tickets uh, are on sale now at LDSFilmFest.com at the Sierra Center in Orem. I'm not sure if we lost Marshall or as I oh, was getting a can message. Can you hear me? No, there, there, there we go. Sorry, Marshall. Oh, yeah, just, just okay, give us did, that. Where did you lose me? <laughs> I, I Just the give us the... Um, the uh, web address where we can get all the information. Oh, sure, at ldsfilmfest.com. And like I mentioned, tickets are on sale right now. And they uh, the entire event will take place at the Sierra Center in Orem. Uh, that would be Wednesday through Saturday, uh, March 2nd through 5th. Marshall, thanks so much to you and Michelle for being such great friends of the movie show. And we look forward to seeing you soon and wish you well with the uh, LDS Film Festival. The Movie Show. We are really fighting the clock, and every minute counts. Wait. They're all sloths? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we pretty much slammed the big movie of the week, Uncharted, but there are some better movies out there, Steve. Yes, there are. There's Dog, Worst Person in the World, and uh, then we're going to talk about some other things that you'll be able to view, like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Lincoln's Dilemma, and you even had a little soft spot in your dark little heart for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, plus I have a movie called Kimmy with the... Uh, Zoe Kravitz that is actually kind of brilliant. Okay. Sort of a rear window with a new technology. We have movie news. We have telephone torture. We've got the movie show top ten. A whole lot more waiting in the wings here on the movie show. The movie show. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It is the movie show here at KSL News Radio. A lot of ground to cover on the show. All right, Stephen, I think it's time for a little movie news. Okay, okay here we go. And now, the big. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL News Reel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Well, there for a moment, I thought, wow, this is a big story. And ironically, sadly, this one is Ivan Reitman, you know, who is so famous for so many movies that many of us literally grew up with. Some of the most enduring uh, films of the 80s and 90s, including Ghostbusters, National Lampoon's Animal House, Stripes, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Junior, Dave. I mean, the list just goes on and on. He produced Space Jam in 1996 with uh, NBA legend Michael Jordan teaming up with an all-time American hero, Bugs Bunny. (laughs) And uh, Ivan Reitman, dead at the age of 75. Yeah. Yeah. Well, finally, we're going to see Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. It will open in theaters on June 24th with an HBO Max release 45 days later. It stars Austin Butler. I have no idea who this kid is, but I've seen the trailer, and he looks good. 
Tom Hanks will be, of course, playing yeah. Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. And remember last, well, back in 2020, when he got COVID, was one of the first celebrities that Maggie Gyllenhaal will be playing Elvis's mother. Oh, wow. That should be good. Yeah. Mama. So the, the story is two decades of his career before his untimely death in August of 77. Uh, he was 42 years old. Yeah. Wow. I was... I was at KCPX at the time, and I can remember when Elvis died. He just went, wow. I worked at an all-women's bank, and we almost had to close. I know, with the tears. And- they were sobbing. I, what I happened? I actually I remember the date. It was August 16th, 1977. Crazy? Everybody in the Wells Fargo Bank at Turlock lost their minds. We almost had to close, wow. close the bank. Okay. Do you want to f- really hear the definitive way to tick off your pregnant wife? You ready for this? I'm sure I know most of these, but... One fan of Batman is so concerned about avoiding the spoilers, he is willing to miss the birth of his child to see the movie on the opening day before anybody can mess it up for him. Uh, this woman said... What an idiot. My husband is a big fan of that kind of stuff and wants to see it on the opening day. The issue is that our estimated due date is exactly that day. He says it is important to see the movie on the day of because of the spoilers and that even I end up, you know, that if I end up having the baby that day, he's going to be watching the movie. At worst, he said he would arrive a few hours late and it's not such a big deal. He says, I'm being irrational and emotional because I'm pregnant. I am upset because I feel that I have been deprioritized by him. I think lawyers all around. I was going to go. Anybody want to put bets on this marriage here? Okay. Uh, Okay. So Tom Hanks is going to star in a new movie called Here. It is a a film that features the Oscar team behind uh, Forrest Gump. That won, okay. the, won the Academy Award. Robert Zemeckis will direct. Eric Roth will write the screenplay. And the story centers around one room and focuses on the many people who have lived in that room over many, many years, both past and in the distant future. So it kind of sounds like that yeah. movie he did with, uh, remember the one that where it was all kinds of, anyway, I can't remember the name of it. Yep. At, Cloud Atlas. Oh, Cloud Atlas. Weird movie. Yeah, it was a weird Ooh. movie. <laughs> But this has got the, the team from Forrest Gump coming back for a movie called Here. Okay. Academy Awards. Do you get the feeling the Academy's getting a little desperate? They've announced a new interactive category. It will let Twitter users vote on their favorite film oh, of yeah. 2021. And it's underway right now. You can cast your vote for fan favorite by tweeting the title of a film along with the hashtag Oscars fan favorite and hashtag sweepstakes. Any film can be nominated that was released in 2021. Users have until March 3rd to cast their votes. And then, of course, there are goodies and prizes. They'll also be selecting three. Yes, Johnny, they'll have three lucky Twitter users for an all-expense-paid trip to Los Angeles where they will present an Oscar at the 2023 ceremony. Another contest, lest you think that we are through is set to begin on February 24th, allowing Twitter users to vote for their favorite movie moment of 2021. The scenes scenes will be showcased during the award show. You know, all this is is to give Spider-Man an Oscar. Yep, exactly. And to hopefully get some viewership that they've been losing so dramatically over the past several years. Well, did you see what they're they're doing about the vaccination situation? Now, Oscar performers and presenters don't have to even have a vaccination card or anything. 
So presenters and performers, nothing. But nominees and all the guests will have to have the vaccines and <laughs> two negative tests before they show up. And we, when we see the Oscars, that theater holds about 3,300 people. Yeah. They're only inviting 2,500. Oh. But yeah. the people in the front section will be kind of thinned out and won't be wearing masks. But the back rows all have to wear masks. What a joke. That makes so much sense. I mean, it's just so clearly defined, I, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have our movie news, ladies and gentlemen, here on the infamous movie show at KSL News Radio. The movie show. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, let's uh, take a look at a movie called Dog. And uh, this this movie caught me a little off guard when when I saw it. Let's uh, let's get the soundbite on that. Dog. Dog. Game, sir. You want to get back in the game? Prove it. Sergeant Rodriguez was a legend. Family funeral Sunday outside of Nogales. They want his dog at the funeral. You do this, and you're back in the game. She won't work with anyone. One minute she's good, the next minute she's sending three guys to the ER. What's up, dog? And you're gonna go on a little road trip. Easy. What are y'all so scared of? Smell it out, big time. <laughs> it's an interesting story about an army ranger. By the way, that trailer makes it sound like a comedy. I know, and it's not. An army ranger who has had a, a traumatic head injury, you know, worked on some really, really tough things with these amazing animals yeah. that are saving civilian lives, military lives, everything else. And anyway, he's, you know, he's working at like a subway or something like that. And he's taking abuse from, you know, these little weenie kids and stuff, but he's just trying to make a living. He's, but he's desperately wants to get back. Determined to get back yeah. in on the security side. Yeah. And so anyway, he keeps bugging everybody. Finally, his old captain basically tells him, okay, look, the, the, this guy took his own life. His service dog is left behind. If you will deliver the service dog and have him there appropriately for the grieving family, who asked specifically that his service dog, Lulu, be there. So what we have is a, is a cross-country odyssey. Of him trying to be there, you know. I mean, everything from car breakdowns to you name it, bar fights, scamming a hotel. And it sounds a little frivolous, but, you know, it, it was an interesting look at what's going on here in this guy's mind, how important the military is, just getting back in the game. And the only thing he knows is being a soldier, being an Army yeah. Ranger. I, I At first, I was I was almost writing the movie off, but then I got sucked into it. And I really, I thought it was really touching. What a turning point is when he reconnects with the dog has a brother. Has By the a, way, do you recognize who that guy was? No, who was that? His name is Ethan Supley. He was the, uh, remember in Unstoppable, that train movie with Denzel? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the one that jumped out of the train and, you know, he's big, huge guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he really? went from 530 pounds. Oh my goodness! He's at 260. I never would have recognized him. And but uh, it's amazing. We have a reunion of the dogs, yeah. and we have this former soldier, you know, tell the story of how he dealt with it. It was a real turning point in the movie. I have to admit, it really touched me. I like this. It's a three-star movie. The basis of this film came from his own dog, Channing Tatum's dog's name was Lulu, 
and they went on a road trip. Yeah. And he said, I need to make this movie. But the idea here, when they got, I mean, it's a Belgian Malinois, which is the same dog that um, Halle Berry used right. in the John Wick 3 movies. Remember the... It looks like a German Shepherd. Yeah, but, but I yeah. mean, they're so athletic. Right. It's right. crazy. Um, and there's a lot of silly things that happen along the way, but boy... You know, that dog lays down on the shoes of that oh, fallen soldier. I lost it. I, I did, too. I did, too. Just trots over, and you'll go, gosh, what is he going to do? You know, because yeah. he's got a track record. Yeah, he'll freak out. And when he just sat down, laid down, and put his muzzle on the uh, snout on the on the boots. Wow. So uh, I tried to convince your wife that she was okay to see Ooh, this. but no, no, no. No, really? She she would not have handled this movie. Well, well, I thought the people were in peril more than the dog was. Yeah, so. but uh, just the fact that the dog was affiliated. Oh, okay. So what's the grade? Uh, B. B. All right. And it's rated PG-13. 13. 13. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's what? The Movie Show. The garbage will do. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Could happen at any minute here, Steve, which What's is that? the uh, movie show Top Ten, which thousands, millions maybe. Thanks for the warning. Looking forward to. Telephone torture. We've got other films to talk about. Worst Person in the World, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And we've got, of course, some streaming news we need to bring everybody up to speed on. I think it's time for some quirky picks. It's the official quirky pick of the week on the KSL Movie Show. Okay, Dee, good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> That's all I have to say. All right, what have you got for us this week? What have we been watching, or you have been watching? Well, together, early, well, together we haven't been watching much because we've had guests and we just... We've had know. a plethora of we've people had in some the home. action at our house, but we did earlier in the week watch... The CBS series, well, we watched one episode, Ghosts. Yes. Do you remember that? Have you heard of that? I watched the first episode. looked funny, but I haven't been able to get back to it. I just... You I know, to me, it was a little bit like The Good Place. The Good... Uh, yeah, The oh, Good yeah. Place. The yeah. Good Place. With I mean, it, Bell. Yeah. it was cute, but it either grabs you or it doesn't. I wouldn't say that it grabbed mm, us that much. Yeah, no. A cute premise, and I'd had it recommended to me two or three times. It's... Uh, does she inherit a house or something, and then she wakes up, and all the people that had died there are part of the. And she wants to turn it into a bed and breakfast bed, or something yeah. like that, or and the pirates and everybody. Yeah, interesting, cute little stories, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, just so you're not going to continue on. Well, I don't know. I mean, I saw the first one and it looked kind of fun, but then I thought, eh, you know, where can they go with this? I think that's kind of where I was too. I thought, how much are they going to? Play out the deadlines but, of these uh, CBS people. is pushing it, so it must yeah. be yeah. it must yeah. be a hit. And like I said, some people really liked it. Then we took a little jaunt with our little grandson and watched the Puppy Olympics. The Have Puppy Olympics. The puppy you know, Olympics. while everybody else was watching the Olympics, we're watching the Puppy <laughs> Olympics with Snoop Dogg. Is this like the, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Is this like the, the Puppy Bowl? Like yeah, Super the yeah, Puppy yeah, Bowl. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it was the Puppy Bowl. 2022. Yeah, it wasn't the Olympics. It was before the Super Bowl. But, yeah. but yeah. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. before the Super Bowl. And they were, um, you know, they were talking about all the different animals have such cute names. And I can't remember the, any of the names. But at the I like the I little three-legged was... dog. <laughs> he was so cute. Yeah. yeah. It's on Discovery Animal Planet. 
So you may want to, you know. Well, I thought it was cute. Well, they, was the cute. puppy bowl has been on for years. Yeah, yeah I was. I was but, wondering but how many this, years it had been I mean, on. You know, yeah. come on, this year it was this spectacular, was year. Steve. Having missed it, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> well, I was watching the actual Super Bowl <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the yeah. actual Olympics. <laughs> yeah, that's well, right. we have watched quite a bit of we the Olympics. Boy, we have watched the ice skating. Wow. We just seem to have tuned in on the ice skating. Although we we missed the big fall from the Russian skater last yeah. night, which was. Sad you know, and I, controversial. She's 15 years old. I know. I know. She's just a it little kinda, girl. Like, she's that really pressure. being worked over. I think. That oh, pressure you know. is just, Can you I, imagine? I think, unfathomable. Yeah. Yeah. But the one that I put uh, on as our quirky pick of the week is one we talked about last week, I Want You Back. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, it's sassy. It's probably not for everyone. It yeah, is we, R-rated. It's we got R-rated. some red flags on the field on this one. So, you know, go in at your own risk. I don't remember but nudity. I think it's mostly vocabulary and referencing. Situation. Yeah. Situational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, we watched it again with oh. with some of our kids, and everybody was laughing out loud. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think it's really. Well, I think it's the dialogues what sells it. Well, and Jenny Slade and. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. They're and, you know, they're so, so they're so realistic. I mean, these folks look like people that could be in your neighborhood, right. that you work with, that you know. That are you extremely know? clever and quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's their perspective of life yeah. that made it interesting to it me. It was, yeah. yeah. And they they did a good, I thought it was a good cast. I thought Clint Eastwood's son, Scott Eastwood. Yeah. You know, he played a, a cute hunk, but sensitive. and. That's actually yeah. the best thing yeah. he's done. And I a nice enough so guy. Nice and plus, guy. I love Little Shop of Horrors. You know, if you're going to put that on in your, your Suddenly intermediate school. Oh, man. It was funny. That was cute. But the one the one I'm really excited about is the marvelous Miss Maisel coming oh, back. And you've seen gosh. two of them? Yeah, they're going to show two. Well, let's talk about that here so okay. we can take care of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Was yeah. that on your upcoming? No, that's fine. Yeah. This, well, basically, if you recall, and it's been a couple of years, but she I was know. left on the tarmac. When that world tour was taking oh, off, right. no, I'm yeah, glad he just dumped her. They right. just fired her. Yeah, right. So the opening scene is her and Susie in a cab on the way back to wherever, back to the city, and she's just livid. Starts ripping her clothes off, and I mean, it's the funniest. Her and Susie, the conversations that they have, the manager yeah. and yeah. Mrs. Oh, yeah. Maisel yeah. is, and then they get on. The family gets on a Wonder Wheel at uh, Coney Island. And they're yelling at each other. Oh, I'm so it's about that, hilarious. Yeah. So that first episode, I was so I think, thank goodness they came back strong. The second one is not as strong, but it has um, Jane Lynch in it. You know, when she played sure. the, oh, that, that oh, crazy woman. Yeah. Uh, she was in all the Christopher Guest movies. Yeah, yeah but yeah. She, you know her she, character. Glee. Yeah. Glee. Yeah. She she plays uh, like she was a famous her coach. You know? No, but no, she was a in famous Maisel, actress that yeah, Maisel was she's trying almost to. Like a, oh, in okay, this one. Comedian. Oh, yeah. She was like a, a Fanny yeah. Flag or a, yeah, a, a, um, a right. Minnie Pearl. That's who I was trying yeah, to think of. Minnie Pearl. That's yeah. right. Her persona yeah. on stage was so different than who she really right. was. Well, now she's in a place where, oh, my gosh, the, their conversation is hilarious. So there's bits in the second episode, that are, but the first episode was just everything of, about it. was. So just, that dropped today? Uh, it drops today, yes. Yeah. And there will okay. be two each Friday. For the next four weeks. Oh, okay, great. And to remind you, uh, Ra- Ra- Rachel Brosnahan, remember her yes. aunt, who her aunt is? Kate Spade. Oh, that's her right. That was. Oh, the, 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 the one that make the bags? Yeah, well, and more. <laughs> All the women are like, yes, and the men okay. are like, what? Okay, well, it's a, bit, it's a big well, deal. Well, I thought I was pretty good that I knew about the, <laughs> the handbags. Bags, yeah, exactly. Good point, yeah. Okay, so we're going to be watching The Marvelous Miss Maisel probably and, uh, tonight. And The Gilded Age, you still have? Oh, we're doing The Gilded Age, yeah. and then we're ready for the finale of Around the World in... In 80, 80 days, days oh, which will probably continue up. for another 80 days. That was much better than I thought it was going to be. I re- I've really enjoyed it. 
Well, I have a guilty pleasure. The Peacemaker just ended uh, yesterday, and oh my gosh, okay. is it hilarious? It's, I hated that funny. character in the Suicide Squad. Oh. Yeah, but in this, when he's in his own little world, it's nuts. All okay. right. Hilarious. Is that a recommendation? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. Not for us, huh? Only for the crazies. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Deanne. See you later. All right. Okay. Actually, I do have a yes. another one called Kimmy. It's on Netflix. Okay. HBO Max. Kimmy with uh, Zoe Kravitz. Okay. It is it's like a rear window. I know how you like rear yeah. window. Okay. So, yeah, that's one I'd watch as all well. Right. We'll cross that off our list, too, that we got here. So, <laughs> well, just want to make sure we touch on all the movies. Well, I, that's one that I think that people are going right. to want to see. Oh, listen to that, Steve. The children of the night. Oh, it's time for telephone torture. Uh, the got, highlight of your week. Yeah. Got notification from Jeff the Whipple that we have our traditional prize today, which is two tickets to the Megaplex Theater of your choice, the two drinks, and the tub of popcorn. And we are looking for caller number... Really? Four? Four. So much to do. So little time. But okay, Steve, you think your movies are so important? No, I just think people want to tune into the movie show. To no, I think they want to win movies. prizes. I can guarantee you that. All right, let's go to our phone lines. We have caller number four, who will be the big wiener on the program today. Of course, sponsored by our friends at the Megaplex Theater. And hi, who's this? Brett. Brett, you're a loser. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. That's what my mom says. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, as long as your grandma doesn't tell you you're a loser, I think you're still okay. But, you know, Ty, let go for it here. Just push the button. All All right. Nothing like piling on. All right. Let's go back to the phone line. Hi, who's this? Caller number two. This is Roy. I lose again. Roy, Roy losing again. Yeah, Ty, here we go. Click it. Yeah, who's gentle and kind? Like Roy. He felt bad about that last one. Okay, let's go back to our phone line. And this will be the last loser of the day, Steve. Huh? I know. We could have gone for caller number seven. Hi, who's this? It's Don. Don, you're the last loser. How does that make you feel? Uh, I'm just peachy. <laughs> you're just I'll call back. a peachy loser. That's a PL in the uh, professional terms. Okay, Ty. Boom. Oh, man. Boy, double back. We may have to get him a sound sleep medical test here. Okay, can we send one down to the station for a tie? All right, now let's go back to the phone line. And hi, who's this? This is Don. Don, you made the full circle. Is this the same Don? Don one and two or two and three or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah. Well, congratulations. You're a big wiener. You've won fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. Dollars, of course you have. That includes two tickets to the Megaplex Theaters. It includes two drinks, and it includes a tub of popcorn. But what are you going to do to make all the losers feel better? Uh, let's let's go Blue Eyes at uh, New Jersey. 
hometown. <laughs> no, uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. That might be the best intro we've ever had. Here we go. Here's Frank. Here's to the With big thanks to the Megaplex Theaters for the prizes. Another rousing rendition of Telephone Torture here at KSL News Radio. The Movie Show. And what's with black? It's depressing. Looks like you're going to a funeral. Maybe I am. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, Steve, you've been telling us about this movie, The Worst Person in the World. Do we have any sound on this since it's foreign language? Uh, no, we don't. It's Norwegian. Uh, it is nominated for uh, Best Screenplay and Best Foreign Language Film, and it richly deserves it. But it's a very complicated story about a young woman in a modern world trying to figure out what she's going to do with her life. First, she goes to medical school. Then she decides she's going to try something else. And, and throughout it, she's going through these different relationships and, and also expectations on, from her partners about, you know, I want to have kids. Oh, I'm not ready for that. And so it's a kind of a complicated little story, but it's just beautifully told. Um, it's one that you, you kind of get into and you're like, I'm kind of curious to see where this goes. Where does she end up uh, in her life? And so, uh, like I said, it's, it's a complex story, but it's really well done. Uh, well-written, and uh, it's playing at the Broadway. It's called uh, The Worst Person in the World. I gave it an A-. minus. Um, wow. It's just a, it's just, I I actually put her up for best actress in that category, but um, I I couldn't pull that one off. Okay. The Worst Person in the World. Remember at the UFCA and everybody's oh, yeah, lobbying I for their, I, I really liked her in this movie. Okay. Hey, I think we need to do a little streaming news. Do we have the official opening to give us motivation here? I think we do. Here we go. Planning on a weekend of binge watching? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all. So you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. We got some big streaming news uh, this week. First of all, since we're all Yellowstone fans, and I've I've still got to catch up on 1883. I haven't kind of gave up on it. Well, yeah, mainly I, because I let my parent Paramount Plus last. I, I know. I and I haven't caught fire on it uh, enough to go for it. But I love Yellowstone. And uh, when I heard that there's going to be a new origin story, first of all, I'm wondering how much Taylor Sheridan can really do without. <laughs> You know, going He's going crazy, going insane, or you know, loss of quality, whatever it might be. It'll be produced by MTV Entertainment Studios and 101 Studios. It'll follow a new generation of Duttons during the time of the Western expansion, Prohibition, and the Great Depression. So it'll it'll pick off, uh, pick up where 1883 leaves off, and then it's called 1932. 1932. So I mean, boy, 1932. You know, well, he's got another one called Landman or something. I know. With uh, Billy Bob Thornton? How Who knows? How is he going to do all I this? I have no idea how he's going to. Plus, he's got to run his ranch and all kinds of stuff. What have you got there, Stephen? Well, speaking of that show, Yellowstone. That show. Notice that Lloyd is not going to the SAG Awards. Yeah, why not? He says, I don't, I'm not getting vaccinated. I, I go with the, you know, build up the immune system on its own. Uh-huh. And so he says, I, I, you know, I respectfully decline. I'm not going. 
Wow. But that's because he's, he will not get vaccinated. Okay. Good Lloyd, f- Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd. What have you done? All right, here we go. Disney Plus dropped a new poster art and announced the release date for Obi-Wan Kenobi. First episode drops on the streaming platform May 25th. Uh, so that's, uh, of course, of, the, of this year. We need to make that clear nowadays. You well, know? they usually do them back-to-back, so I'm kind of surprised that there's a big gap there. And it's the same date that Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, was released back in 1977. When we all just called it Star Wars. 45th anniversary. Isn't that absolutely yeah. nuts? And it Ewan is, McGregor, Joel Edgerton, and everybody back. Okay. Stranger Things. We finally have yeah. a date. Is that on your I'm list? I'm glad you got it, yeah. Uh, season four will have a split two parts. Volume one will begin May 27th and then volume two will be July 1st. And then they also announced that season five will be the finale. Yeah. Now here's a couple others. Peacemaker has been renewed for a second season. I know those of you who've watched that show, they're like, yes, marvelous. Mrs. Maisel has been picked up for a fifth, even though the fourth season is just starting now. The fifth season uh, will end, be the final season on Amazon uh, coming up and whatever. Fargo has been renewed for a season five. Uh, and that's good news because every yeah. one of those uh, s- series has been tremendous. Did you see this with Stranger Things? I thought it was interesting. And they said there are still many more exciting stories to tell within the world of Stranger Things. New mysteries, new adventures. New unexpected heroes, but first we hope that you'll stay with us as we finish the tale of a powerful girl named Eleven and her brave friends of a broken police chief and a ferocious mom of a small town called Hawkins and an alternate dimension known as the Upside Down. That leads me to believe that we might have other things taking off. Maybe spinoffs. Right, right. So many more mysteries, adventures, unexpected heroes but stay with us as we wrap this one up. Well, you can't imagine that they're going to walk away from oh, this no. series. It's so popular. Yeah, as popular was, as it is on Netflix. I was a late bloomer on that one, but I have to tell you, it it sucked me right in. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And, oh, the that that actress, you know, when she played, uh, was it Holmes? Uh, El- Eleanor oh, Holmes? Uh, uh, no, it's... Uh, Oh, in, Enola. Enola Holmes. I knew it wasn't Eleanor, but yeah. Yeah, I mean. Her, oh, and she, the new movie's coming up, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The Movie Show. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's 11.53 here at KSL News Radio, and yes, I've been postponing the inevitable i suppose where stephen sales is going to give his inspirational review of texas chainsaw massacre here we go so harlow is a ghost town this is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere safe what are you doing in our house you really shouldn't be here I'm afraid your old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night just to see him again. <laughs> Leatherface. Okay. Now look, I'm not a fan of these movies either, but I saw one. My parents used to square dance at this Grange Hall, and right across the road there was the drive-in theater. We couldn't hear the sound, but all the kids would sit out on the porch at the Grange Hall and go, and there was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that was... 
But this goes back to those days. There's that been explains like, a lot, doesn't it, Dallin? Yeah. I had no idea what they were talking about, but I could sure see it. Um, what kind of chainsaw is you getting? Well, I had a McCullough when I was growing up. I don't uh, know. Would you? They know? don't sound like that. No. Anyway, okay. <laughs> this ignores all of the sequels. Do you get that? Okay, it ignores all the sequels. It mm-hmm. goes back to the 1973 or 74, whenever that was. 73. Wow. So it comes off of that, and it has one of the girls survive that. She went on to become a Texas Ranger, and so uh, he disappeared. Where did Leatherface go? I don't know. Well, we find out. He's in this ghost town uh-huh. in the last building that's actually occupied. It's an old orphanage run by this nice old lady. And these influencers come in, and they think they've bought the whole town from the bank, but they've made a mistake. And that orphanage is still owned by the old lady, and she has a heart attack, and... Leatherface is in the, and he's not happy because something happens to the old lady. Ah. So his revenge is to go back to that town and take care of those little influencers. Okay. So, okay, if you're into these movies, this actually is pretty well done. And by well done, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) it's a bloody mess. doesn't cook anybody, does he? That's not well done. Well, no, no, nobody gets cooked. But they sure got... I want to know what kind of chainsaw that is. <laughs> no, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's much deeper. Yeah, okay. And that thing has been buried in a wall for years, and what's he takes the, it out and... What's the grade? Oh, I, did I give it a grade? I don't know. Let's Steve see. gives it an A+++++. plus plus plus. No, plus, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. Plus, plus, I actually plus. gave it a B. Okay. For those... Who are fans? This is on Netflix only. Something tells me Netflix. this might be rated R. Oh, good grief. <laughs> I know. That's just that's how perceptive I, I am. I cringed mightily. Okay. That's, Steven. That's the grade. Now it's time for some quality entertainment here on the movie show. <clears throat> oh, really? Yes. You're going to follow Ladies. that with this? It is time. I think I'd rather have the chainsaw. I've got a whole studio audience here. It is time. Run. For the movie. Show top ten. And we're out of time. Seriously? Hello. I think I'd rather have the chainsaw. (laughs) That could be arranged. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Steve. Okay. All right. Number 10, the Beatles get back rooftop $930,000. Yeah, well, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was on, uh, was it Disney Plus for a Whatever. month and a half? So Number 9, Licorice Pizza has made $14 million. Yeah. Number 8, Moonfall. Wow, crash and burn on this two weeks, only $15 million. Mm. Scream has made... Seventy-four million dollars domestically. Now that one's done pretty well. Fifty-five foreign. It's at one thirty. Sing two. I'm so glad this is doing well. About one hundred forty-five million domestically. One sixty-seven foreign. This is a certifiable hit. Three eleven worldwide. There you go. Black light. I have not seen this yet. About four million dollars. Uh, I didn't go back and see it because it registered six percent positive Ooh. on Rotten Tomatoes. And boy, this look is at Liam this. Neeson. Spidey is doing great. It's about seven hundred and sixty million domestically. It just surpassed uh, Avatar as the number three domestic, but wow. it's a long ways away on the foreign. It's only a billion on foreign. 
Okay. It needs to get to two billion to catch Avatar. Marry me. This was a disappointment. I, I liked people in this movie, you know, J Lo and so on, but wow, only eight million dollars. Jackass Forever. This thing in two weeks has made thirty seven and a half million dollars. Oh no no. Forty now well fifty if you add the foreign for a ten million dollar movie, it's made forty million dollars. No, they just keep cranking it out. And then number one, fortunately, was Death on the Nile, but number one with only a little over $13 million. Here's the problem. It did half the numbers that Murder on the Orient Express did, and it's twice the movie. Oh, it's it's much, much better. So go see Death on the Nile. There you have it, the movie show top ten. Well, that pretty much does it for today's movie show. You wanted to mention The Lincoln Dilemma, how good Lincoln that is. Lincoln Dilemma on go Apple Plus it. TV. It's right. a four-part series for Black History Month. It is brilliant. That does it for the movie show. Thanks so much for joining us, and tonight... When you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. All worth seeing, team. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.